0: Hello and welcome back to another F1 Republic podcast, we are back after a long time, unfortunately we haven't had any podcasts so far this season, since our pre-season one, but we are finally here and I'm joined by Napula today uh, for the second podcast of 2022, and we've had four races, and four amazing races, you'd have to say, in terms of drama and excitement and a real mixed up grid since uh, the last time we talked about some F1 action. And Napula, it's been. Have you enjoyed the, the the new regs and the new season? It's it's it's, it's given it a fresh start, if you like to to F one, hasn't it? Uh,
1: I mean, always when you have a new season coming up, you are a little bit exciting about it. Um, of of course, uh, we have seen some interesting um, uh, choice from the teams, how they are plan to go to work. Obviously, we have that. Um, What's the word in English?
0: Purposing?
1: Um, yeah, purposing and um, the downforce one. Uh, yeah. What's the word? Like uh, underneath of car, what was banned so long time ago, and now oh, it's the back. Yeah, the ground oh. effect. That's the that word. Was I, was I was looking for. So yeah. it, it, it's been very interesting to see what teams are doing with the cars and how they will develop them. Uh, at
0: the end of the season. You're dead right there, Napula, cause it's been because um, it's been a very kind of, well, that's been the big talking point, let's say, uh, with this season so far. It's been about the new cars and the different, like you were saying, the philosophies with uh, each different car. Like, Mercedes haven't really got any side pods on the car, and Ferrari look like they've nailed it, but... Will they continue to be at the front for the rest of the year? It's going to be really interesting how it all unfolds. And I think, yeah, I'll be glad when all the porpoising chat has maybe died down a little bit. It's been almost like too much of a thing seeing the cars bouncing like the Mercedes uh, so far this season. But it has definitely thrown a fresh new spin on things. And it has mixed up the order, like I've already said quite a lot it's um it's ferrari that are the the top dogs now you would have to say um in the first couple of rounds but as we are talking about this uh season as uh, right now uh red bull are starting to fight back and also mercedes mm-hmm. uh here at miami today but we'll get on to miami a little later on and we're going to just start with recapping the first four races that we've uh, missed uh on this tfr podcast and we cast our mind, Napula, right back into March, when we had the Bahrain Grand Prix, and um, I remember watching that race and didn't really know what to expect after pre-season testing, but um, we had a kind of good idea that Ferrari like would be kind of in the mix, but they were very good, weren't they, as well as Red Bull, but it was kind of Mercedes then were the, f- the third quickest car-ish, they were a little bit further off, um, but it was definitely Ferrari and Red Bull at the front, wasn't it? Having a battle there.
1: I mean, we had to go a little bit of a further away to the winter testing time. Uh, mm-hmm. The clips what I see, it was very clear that Red Bull is like a top team, or one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferrari was behaving good, but the pace was a little bit surprising, as uh, at least for me, that uh, the car is that quick. Uh, but... Um, Obviously, Friday was um, a little bit interesting to watch in Bahrain, not much to... Um, obviously, the purposing for the cars, uh, Mercedes engine cars was uh, horrendous. Uh, Ferrari was doing like a little bit um, different job than er- everybody else. Red Bull look, was looking so quickly, oh damn, I was like very scared of them. And then the qualification games, and suddenly Ferrari is like killing everybody, like... What happened between Friday and Saturday, or was the Federer really just? Uh, hiding the they they uh, paced for for us from us. So what? It was surprising for me.
0: Yeah, it it was a it was a real kind of exciting kind of weekend of unknowns, really. Because um, when when we talk about this now, it kind of feels weird because obviously we've had a good number of races now, um, and so we've almost got used to it. But when you know going into that it was it was it was strange getting used to all these new cars but um but it was also um a return for Haas wasn't it Haas had you know an amazing start season with Kevin Magnussen all of a sudden appearing um at, at Haas and I believe when we recorded the pre-season podcast he wasn't even in the team he was still Mazapin in there And uh, what an amazing job he's done so far, and and, yeah, fifth place in uh, Bahrain Grand Prix. It's great to see Haas right back in the mix, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, they came F1 in
1: 2016, around, and the first help. (laughs) First uh season was amazing from them and uh, after that it was a little bit like going down, going down and sink uh, bottom of the uh, field. But uh, I mean those news uh, coming back, um, uh, I think it was Günter Steiner said to one media that the car is uh, undrivable or something like that, that they need the private testing for well, Magnus and uh, teams uh, agreed with that and uh, I think the qualification came and out uh, and uh, Magnusen was just smashing Mick Schumacher completely. Uh, everybody was just cheering up. The, I think uh, I can say every F1 fan was very happy about Magnussen's, uh, Magnussen's qualification performance
0: uh, at the start of the season. Yeah, I think it was one of those uh, feel-good stories, that's for sure. But um, as uh, as the battle for the front uh, went on during the race, it was between Leclerc and Verstappen for the majority, and it was the first, you know, kind of real glimpse of these cars racing each other, and we saw you know, a good little battle between Leclerc and Verstappen for an, a number of laps. And then um, it looked like it was going to be Um, Leclerc just about hanging on from Max where we didn't know if there was going to be another battle before the end and then Verstappen's car conked out, uh, he DNF'd and then so did Perez, he spun uh, literally on the, I think it might have even been the last lap and um, and out of nowhere it was a Ferrari 1-2 and Lewis Hamilton found himself on the podium after being miles away from that during most of the race. And so it was a, a great way to start the season. Not a great way for Red Bull, though. They were seriously worried about their, uh, their car. And um, yeah, it was, it was all looking good for Ferrari. But then we moved on to Saudi Arabia, uh, Napula and Red Bull came back, didn't they? And uh, Perez with an amazing qualifying.
1: One of the best laps of his career uh, so mm. far. Uh, unbelievable job. From him, but uh, uh, I mean, those cars cost thousands and thousands, and still there is like two dollars, uh, <laughs> two dollars, or two euros uh, kind mm-hmm. of full pump issue <laughs> coming yeah, up I for Red Bull <laughs> and starting for last press. Uh, no fuel, real locks, spun, game over, cars dead. So, unbelievable a comeback from him to start with the and qualification and uh, uh, obviously a race for Perez a little bit and how can I say it, bad luck maybe yeah. not in the right place at the right time let's say that way
0: well that is the thing Napoleon. you very very nicely moved that onto the race there and it was yeah Perez that was leading had a good start and was leading the way but an unfortunate VSC came out and it caught him out And he fell behind uh, Verstappen and Leclerc. And then we saw, I would probably say, one of the best battles so far this season between them two. Because going down to the, they had moved the DRS line, hadn't they, uh, for this year at Saudi. And we saw an amazing moment where both Verstappen and Leclerc both locked the the tyres up. Uh, and brakes just trying to not, t- trying to not be the car in front and get DRS, and it was an amazing uh, moment, you know, where the two of them were having to almost play like a game of chess, trying to work out how to beat the other. Yeah, it was a
1: puzzle, but um, somehow I knew. Uh, Leclerc have a very good chance if he if he stays at front of the match, but uh, after that overtaking I was like, okay, it's game over. Mm-hmm. Red Bull was so quick, the tyres uh, was so much alive, there, uh, they handled the tyres so much better in that weekend than Ferrari. So, it was, yeah, a uh, game of chicken, let's say that way, uh, on the DRS line, it was fun to see, obviously, um, I think those two guys know that uh, nobody else was in a, on a track or fighting for them, so it was chance to do that. But if we think that there was like Perez or signs with them, I think they just not do that the kind of things over there. Mm-hmm. So uh, those guys are playing together off time and uh, I think that was like a little bit gamey gaming, gaming stuff. Uh, from the outside of F1 track, but it was fun to see. Uh, obviously, I think it was Martin Brundle said to Sky's that it was hor- horrifying and uh, <laughs> it's not part of a uh, part of racing. But uh, I mean the rules are uh, like that, and uh, it was uh, possible to do and it was safe uh, safe to do. Both cars was next to each other, not uh, like. Uh, yeah. Uh, how can I say to like um, from the yeah, back? Yeah. They <laughs> were next to each other, so it was good, good little uh, game over there. And uh, Max come, come in to the top and take the first victory of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right there. And um, and yeah, I think that's the thing. It was much better than last year when Hamilton and Verstappen ran into each other. It was a good, fair fight. And Verstappen came out on top, and it really showed that that Red Bull car is rapid when it, you know, can make the end of the race, and you know, very quick in a straight line with a DRS as well. And uh, Verstappen got himself back in the uh, back in the championship fight um, after that unfortunate DNF in the first round of the season. Elsewhere, though, before we move on to the next race, Lewis Hamilton. This was his first kind of race of struggles after a podium in. Uh, in Bahrain, um, finishing down in tenth in Saudi Arabia, really struggling. Got knocked out in Q1, didn't he? Uh, Nepal Napu- in um, in qualifying. G... Uh not in a Q1. I think the they Q1, was out
1: at Imol at Q1, yeah. or both times out of Q2. Um, I mean, when the car is jumping that much, obviously I don't have that much personal, uh, how can I say it, personal uh, information about yeah. those cars <laughs> or racing car in central, but I have a few friends who are driving uh, in national level uh, mm. racing cars and they are saying if car is jumping that much, the purpose in is that high, it's nearly impossible to trust car on a braking and what, uh, w- why or when the most Talented, or most high l- racing drivers are making the di- lap time, and it's under the braking. Mm. So uh, we know Hamilton is very good braking uh, for in the braking zone, and uh, the purpose is just um, making things bad to bad to him. And uh, I hope for Hamilton that Mercedes can fix it. But uh, the news what I have uh, from this season i think it's uh, long gone they can improve a little bit but not uh, completely solve the issue why car is jumping that much
0: that is the thing and we'll, we'll just have to see how they get on but george russell uh, seemingly hasn't had too many issues uh, so far he he's had a great start to the season and uh, this was the first race that he had beaten hamilton and um, we can now swiftly move on to the australian grand prix where george russell actually got his first ever podium bar that kind of farce of a race in um, belgium last year um, but yeah it was um, a good result for um, for russell um, in in australia but more importantly another win for ferrari wasn't it Napula at uh, melbourne and you have to say, a big moment in the championship at that point as well because Verstappen DNF, didn't he?
1: Um, Yeah, and uh, the other bad news for Ferrari was Sainz's race, uh, ended up half a lap in the first lap. Um, I don't know what issue Verstappen had um, but I think it was mechanical kind of stuff. Um, Hard to Talk about race when you don't have any memory uh, <laughs> about it but uh, um, yeah uh, good for Leclerc, there good for championship. a little bit bad for ferrari because Sainz was out mm. but equally red bull had just one car i think uh, in a close of top five or in a top mm. five or podium so uh, the championship didn't kind of like um, Go to caps too big. Uh, yes. It's still in a game. Obviously we have a huge amount of races this season. Yes, Good is. for the fans. I think it was stressful for the teams and uh, I think it was Perez who said after the Australian Grand Prix that if we get even one more race to the calendar he's out of F1. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's that tells us that uh, the season is very very long.
0: Um, and well, what f- else
1: from Australia? The Williams tactic for Albon, That's getting thing, the points. Yeah. What was very good. <laughs> and
0: anyway, uh, what a result! What a stint that was. He almost did like the whole race, almost on that one to set eyes and um, they made it work. I, I was—I remember saying to the, you know, at at the time, I was like, "There's no way you know that strategy is going to work. They've got to pit." And uh, they did, you know, right at the very end, and they just managed to get in ahead of Guan Zhou, who um, also has had a pretty good start to the season. And um, Albon, with that one point, and um, a very different strategy. We don't really see much these days. I mean, maybe back in the day, you know, it, it happened a little bit more. But, like, nowadays, you just hardly ever see something like that. And... Um, Alex Albon really pulled it off, and that was his best drive, I'd have to say, so far this season. Because um, him coming back in that into F1 um, on his return, he's he's kind of battered Latifi really. Latifi's not really had a chance um, against Albon. But um, but Leclerc um, obviously won the Australian Grand Prix, and I think the feeling here in uh, Apulia was, this is Leclerc's championship. You know, this is it's looking very good for him after that win because obviously with Verstappen dnf mercedes looking quite slow although still trying to get the points you know the likes of hamilton you know are kind of out of the picture right now obviously like you were saying it's a long season but we go to Imola, and once again we're thinking oh this is going to be a leclerc win and you know after dominating the australian grand prix this is surely going to be a ferrari win on home turf but it wasn't wasn't it it was another win for verstappen
1: and unbelievable dominance by max i think the gap was pretty huge to be one i mean p2 like 16 seconds yeah. over 10 seconds um great race uh, for max no issues at all of cruising to sunset um everybody else have a little difficulties of course, uh, we had uh, very tasty news in a race day when the rain was coming. Mm. And li- the track was a little bit damp, but... Um, or oh, damp, how can I say it? That
0: is, that is that,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, So, everybody was waiting chaos to turn one. Yeah, there was an incident, I think, between Mick and uh, Daniel and um, mm. Carlos. Again? But after that, pretty clean race. uh, Obviously, Imola is pretty narrow track for these days, modern days F1, so... um, We didn't get that much racing, but... um, Some Tasty fights, Russell, Bottas, Mickey Mouse, kind of like... um, Fighting, or Cat and Mouse, sorry, uh, to the end, and... um, yeah nothing much to about say first up and just when the lights go out uh, everything was nearly under the control you're leading every
0: lap of the race
1: and uh, yeah 15 17 second win time that's those a little bit more everything
0: absolutely i think uh, we we were spoiled with the first two races in bahrain and saudi were both very good races and i still think australia and uh, Imola were good races, but they were dominated by Leclerc in Australia and Verstappen in um, in Imola, um, and and yeah, Leclerc with that big mistake spinning at the chicane, and really has blown the championship potentially wide open because if he had a good result there, which he's still you know finishing the points, but with Verstappen now clawing clawing back that gap to Leclerc and also like you were saying about sites crashing out, Red Bull are right there with Ferrari again, it's given us an exciting uh, season again, which it would have been anyway but we were kind of almost slightly worried Ferrari would walk away with it, but they're certainly not going to do that now are they? Uh,
1: sorry, uh, there was some interference
0: on ah, that's again, mic. I was saying um, that, you know, Ferrari certainly aren't going to walk away with it now because of that Imola race, because Red Bull caught them right back out.
1: Uh, yeah, some some guys are saying that Ferrari is like a fastest car, but uh, in my opinion, I think Red Bull is the fastest uh, car and uh, Ferrari is coming pretty close uh, mm-hmm. behind. Um, um, it, it's looked like a little bit uh, hotter track, uh, is gonna, track layout is gonna affect uh, I think first five to seven races and um, if there is very much straight I think uh, Red Bull is on the top and uh, if there is a little bit more like uh, slow speed corners medium speed corners I think Ferrari can handle them a little bit better than Red Bull at the moment but those two teams are very close and uh, If uh, Red Bull can do a little bit better job uh, at reliability, I think uh, we have a very good title race uh, to the end because cars are in a performance level uh, nearly to equal, but um, in my books Red Bull is a little bit quicker at the moment. So it's going to be interesting few races um, before half of the season.
0: Yeah, and that's what makes 2022 so exciting. We just don't quite know yet who is going to uh, get this championship. And, like, you know, we've only had four races, and it's already uh, chopped and changed between whether Ferrari or Red Bull are quicker. But um, a couple of other things uh, just to say about Imola before we move on. Um, George Russell with another good result in fourth place, but Lando Norris have absolutely nowhere. Um, getting that podium, and McLaren had had a really rough start to the season. They had breaking issues um, due to a lack of kind of pre-season testing um, at Bahrain, and then here they are, round four, managing to get a podium at Imola It was an amazing result for them, and a kind of, I mean, ov- I obviously being British, obviously care a bit more about Lando doing well. But um, it was a bit of a, a sigh of relief that um, McLaren hadn't gone back to how they used to be, you know, being in the midfield or even worse. So um, so a good result for him. But we might as well talk about uh, your driver, um, uh, Napula, uh, or, or the, the driver that shares the same nationality, uh, Valtteri Bottas. He's had a great start to the season as well in the Alfa Romeo, hasn't he? I
1: mean... Um... There is like uh, three surprises for this season so far, and obviously the first of is uh, Kevin Magnussen in a Haas, mm. amazing job. Uh, obviously in Saudi there was some issues uh, with new track and uh, some setup uh, issues for Haas. Uh, second, second um, surprising element is uh, Walter Ribeiro and Alfa Romeo both. Backmarkers from last season mm. Making a very good job I think for Valtteri uh, He was talking Off season a lot of uh, About the stress Being uh, Hamilton's Teammate and try to beat the best Man on the grid yeah. Obviously most championships So far are equal In a championship with um, Most of them And um, I think the stress Was um, bad for him obviously he, he talked about uh, himself about that uh, that one one year deal one year deal one year deal it it wasn't not making him very good at yeah. all uh, but uh, now he have multiple year contracts some rumors are there is like the two year contract and some saying there is some op- options for Walter to use, like there's like two, 2 plus 2 or something like that. Mm. So you know what you're gonna do the next season already, so it gives you a little bit more uh, different uh, perspective uh, uh, to watch things. And uh, yeah. I think we see the Walter who was in the Williams before the first two seasons in Mercedes, like Car... Oh, obviously, Alfa Romeo is a very good car at the moment. Some issues over there, in a the setup wise as well. But every team have have those issues with the new car. Mm. Third surprising element is uh, Aston Martin. How bad that car is! Oh my God! Well, like that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if no, you don't look don't the out FP1, out one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they are like sinking more on yeah. a down. They, they are like gone if you watch the fb one in miami i think uh, the in car from aston even though the corner is going right and uh, drivers are turning the wheel on the right they still uh, afraid the car goes to left like it, it's completely madness it's unbelievable how bad that car is at the moment
0: i know i think if i think it was australia they had like a crash in every single session like there, yeah, because the car yeah. was just undrivable. I mean you had like Stroll and Latifi have their like massive shunt in qualifying but then in every other session it was all just kind of you know kind of on their own if you like you know Vettel spinning in the race and Stroll in the practice sessions and I think you know it makes you wonder I think Vettel is you know I have to be honest. I think if, if if Cam was here on this podcast, he'd be freaking out me saying this right now. But I think Vettel might you know get to the point of you know retiring at the end of the season if the car gets any worse. I mean, they are almost if not the bat markers of the grid right now, um on on some races, and I think yeah they've really got to sort this out because also someone like Stroll, as in uh, Lawrence Stroll, who own you know owns everything there he's not going to keep putting in money if they're going to be, you know, getting worse. So they, they've seriously got to sort themselves out, but um, they've, they've been awful, haven't they, Napula? Uh, yeah.
1: Like like I said, Jack is going right, but Aston Martin is going left. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. That there, there was, um, I think... Early this week, some horrendous driver news or driver mm. rumors, let's say that way, uh, that Vettel uh, will uh, end his season uh, yeah. because Aston Martin and uh, Aston Martin is trying to buy Ricardo out of McLaren and Patrice award, or what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, Hertha. Hertha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from IndyCar to drive McLaren at the end of this uh, season and uh, Latifi is... Mm, some rumours from Williams that Latifi's uh, contract is going to be terminated before <laughs> hal- uh, first half of this season and um, Nick De Vries or some kind of Williams developer driver is coming to drive that car at the end of this season and um, is I starting. mean, yeah, yeah, and we have, what, first four races <laughs> from 20, uh, 23 or something yeah, like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, 23. I'm not prepared for this already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, oh, yeah, those are uh, very maniac, but uh, um, I don't know. I don't think Vettel is, like, giving up uh, for his seat. It's a totally different thing. Uh, how much money the Stroll family is going to buy him if he he wants out of that car? But um, I just don't see the way do that. Absolutely. But let's see.
0: Yeah, we we will see. But um, a, c- a couple of last things uh, before we move on to the the race. That's actually this. Uh, weekend and um, it's it's just the other teams that we've not actually covered but they've been a bit mediocre Alpha Tauri and Alpine. Alpine probably the better team because they actually almost almost had a chance at pole in Australia with Alonso when he had those purple sectors light up and then he unfortunately crashed uh, due to a brake failure I believe it was or, or something like that uh, in that qualifying session but apart from that Alpine they've kind of been in the mix they've been you know in the top 10 in a couple of other races but they've not really had their big moment yet they've not really um shone uh, with an amazing result yet but I think that's not far away I think Alpine have done well and then Alpha Terry, I think um yeah they've been the kind of they've not really I don't know there's not really much to say about them they've been very kind of just in in the midfield and uh, and yeah they, they they're kind of just taken away I think Yuki Snow has been slightly better hasn't he Napula um,
1: both teams are in a centre mass of uh, grid mm. uh, not a, not a bad way and not in a good way yeah obviously Alonso's uh, Australia sector was unbelievable but um, I don't think uh, that uh, time even Without the grass, uh, was gonna go into being a yeah. ball.
0: It would have may- been amazing,
1: though, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. are gone from F1, what, two years, something like that. You yeah. coming back? You just cruising the first season, and then you suddenly on a ball. Um, he's not a young man anymore. Yeah. That guy either. So. For Alonso fans, uh, one of memorable situation was very close, but uh, obviously hydraulics w- was coming out of the car and uh, brakes didn't work at all. Uh, unfortunately, crash from Alonso over there. Um, I think the first race was a little bit uh, difficult for them. You know, Alapin, um, nothing much to say from Bahrain. I think Saudi was a little bit better and then the australia g- came up at uh, imola again they they are on a mix they are close to middle field i mean mid of that um grid and uh, mm. not popping up basically from alfa tauri yeah sunoda very good season i think um, the best thing to his career was to moving to italy close to factory working with engineers uh, Gasly has been very, very like um, not happy. We, he's been like a little bit upset, you know, body language wise. Um, hopefully, he finds his rhythm because uh, the last season was very
0: good for him. Absolutely. Well, um, well, that was that was very well said, Napula. Um, we're gonna. Uh, the last the last thing i'll say um on the first four races is actually it's actually a question too napula and i'm putting you on the spot a little bit here but is who's the three drivers that have been the standout so far for the season but you can keep it as short and snappy as you want or you can go into as much depth if you want and um, but the free drivers that have really been like 2022 has been there years so far? I know we've only had four races, but who's really Sean for you? I mean, two names uh,
1: popped up just, just a few minutes ago, Kevin Magnussen and Walter Rebottas. Uh, and then I have to say Sergio Perez. Um, Ooh, obviously, impressive. yeah, the last season, uh, some races, he was there uh, fighting against Max. But this season he already beat him one time in qualification so I think he's going to be very close uh, of Max this season and it's good for Red Bull, it's good for Max and of course it's good for Perez to fight against Max or be close close
0: of Max. Well, that's the thing. You say that he is—he's five points only five points behind for snapping in the standings. So I didn't quite expect that, but but it's a very good, um, very good answer, uh, Napula. But um, we will now look forward to the uh, the Miami Grand Prix, uh, which is actually happening right now as we are recording this podcast. FP two is just about to start, but just uh, some some little thoughts about it, and then we'll make a prediction for this weekend. What do you make of the new circuit? um Napula. it's a it's a kind of street circuit slash purpose-built track it's it's a bit of a mix of everything it's got high speed it's got slow corners what, what what's your f- initial take i mean uh some
1: part of tracks are pretty amazing uh long corners wide, very wide line through the corner to hitting the apex to get a better line to the next one and then the some Unbelievable narrow space, like you mm. don't have even millimeter to make a mistake. Um, yeah, good mix of uh, slow, low, sl- very slow speed corners and then a little bit high speed corners, uh, and obviously that's a very very long straight. I don't know how long it is, but uh, it feels like um, ten miles <laughs> yeah. for in-, in car or in a- in car. Uh, so it's been a very good track it's looking good
0: absolutely and uh, i think we should have a really exciting race uh, this weekend and yeah it's it, there's also a threat of rain as well they're saying it's quite Malaysia kind of conditions which is kind of makes sense where miami kind of is in america you know right on the coast so they've got very warm conditions but there is a good chance of a thunderstorm uh, kind of lurking around, so it should be really exciting, and um, we're coming to the end of this podcast, so we're going to do some predictions, so we're going to predict the top three for this Miami uh, Grand Prix this weekend, the first ever Miami Grand Prix, and we know Mercedes are coming back, Napua, so this might be a bit more difficult than it normally is, but go ahead, who who's going to be uh, your, your top three? Well, we'll start with third, and then I'll say mine.
1: Uh, in a race or qualification?
0: Uh, we'll go with the race. We'll go with the race. I, f- I, f- I think quality okay. could be interesting. So, mm, I believe
1: we will see the comeback of Science, but he's not winning the race. Science will be P three on a podium. Okay. Um, number two or second place Mm, Redemption of McLaren-London (laughs) Orris and winner of first Miami Grand Prix will be Red Bull's Sergio Perez
0: Wow so both Verstappen and the clerk not on the podium, what's going to happen there?
1: Um Just bad timing. Obviously, they have so good races so far. A little bit luck, but this time the safety car will come the baddest way for them. And (laughs) they are in a top five, but not in a podium.
0: I think that's the thing. We are expecting quite a few safety cars, but uh, because of the nature of the circuit, especially that really tight Mickey Mouse section. um, But for me i'm going to go with in third place i'm going to go with george russell to get another podium i think uh, mercedes are looking stronger and i i know i've already said about them but um i think they they're they're not pulpoising as much now so i think they're going to be right in the mix um i think then in second place will be charles leclerc i think um, he, he will be right in the mix for the win but not quite enough he, he seemed to have although he was quickest in fp1 today he seemed to have had some troubles with certain parts of the track and um, you just never know what can happen and um, and i think max verstappen will win uh, this race as long as his car survives the whole race um, because i do think he is the man to beat at the moment, and that Red Bull will be lightning quick around this circuit. But I think there's plenty of things that could happen in it, uh, in this race, and um, that actually ties it on to the, um, the kind of quirky prediction that I have for this in Napua. And um, this one is a bit more kind of relevant to this track, because I was saying there about the trickiness of it and the barriers, and it's how many safety guards do you think there'll be in the race? So I just need a number for it, and I, this was just just for a bit of fun. Who who can get closer to it? So how many do you think there'll be? And this includes VSCs. Uh, includes VSCs. Damn. Mm. Um, it's a tricky one. <laughs> four. Okay, four. Right. Well, I think I'm probably going to go. I'll go with five then potentially because if you're if i think there'll be a lot so if you're if you're going for i'm going to try and go a bit you know uh, if i go less then it defeats my point but um <laughs> but we will see and uh, we'll see if our predictions will come true um at the end of this re- weekend but it should be a very exci- exciting race and uh, and that is all for this podcast it's a very quick one But uh, we we are going to try and make them a bit shorter this season, just so they're a bit more accessible and easy for you viewers to listen. Um, But thank you very much, Napula, for joining me on this pod. And uh, it's been good fun, man. And uh, cheers. And we will see uh, what happens uh, in this first ever Miami GP. And um, if you are new to the F1 Republic, make sure you subscribe to us if you're listening on YouTube or any of your audio platforms such as Spotify We appreciate every like and share uh, that you do and it will just help us to grow more and more We'll be hopefully back next week for another podcast reviewing the Miami Grand Prix and uh, for then we we will see we'll, we'll see if it's um, a blockbuster of, of a race with how much hype that's gone into it it better be. But, um, but thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you then.